stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. From DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Blue Heaven. Cheers, and thank you guys for joining us. Thank you to our friends over at Jim Beam for getting us uh, for getting us through this next hour-ish of Dodger talk. Uh, on today's show, we got to talk about Craig Kimbrelsa. Great name people have been coming up with. Continued, uh, continued injury concerns with these Dodgers. A little bit of updates. Plus, Dave Roberts does what he does best. It lies. <laughs> Postseason roster predictions and a whole lot more. So, uh, yeah, pull up a chair, pull up whatever you guys are doing, pull up a, a seat in your car as you're driving and hopefully not uh, joining the chat. But, Douglas, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Hey, the Dodgers, they eliminated the San Francisco Giants after a 107-win season where they resorted to black and orange magic <laughs> where they did some voodoo stuff. Who knows what they were up to last season? Well, this season has been a giant disappointment for San Francisco. Bruh. Just look at the numbers this year. LA after today, they've gone 12 and four against the giants outscoring San Francisco, 83 to 50. And they have eliminated the giants in early September after they're going toe to toe with San Francisco all season long. They snapped the Dodgers eight year division win streak. And this time last year, the Dodgers were a game behind the giants after September 7th. Today, the Dodgers now 94 and 42, 28 counted, 28 and a half games up on San Francisco. You love to see it. Bye bye, San Francisco. Guys, let us know your thoughts in the live stream. Don't forget, if you are watching this live, it is a live stream. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Tell your grandma, tell your friends. We're here. We're live. Let's have some fun. Let's dig into some of the comments. Hopefully, you got the comments open over got there. We comments. can look in there. Yeah. Boomer Assassin, one of our favorites on YouTube, it says pre-book an Uber for DMAC. Hey. All of the you have to drink all of I'm gonna this crush all this guy. Fine bean some Tory uh product today. Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, Chug McCain in the mix. Chug McCain, and then after guys. that, we go Crush straight it. to the hospital, and you guys can check us out uh, live at Cedar sinai depending on whether or you not they have... You heard my sober Dodger takes. Wait do you hear my drunk Dodger takes. I'm a different guy, okay? That's when I get some of the you deep You know, one cuts. of these days, you got to get tore up and join. Really smash. Jump in the pool. Just, we'll talk Dodgers live straight from my pool, FRG's pool in uh, Avocado Estates. Michelle's checking in. She says, what's up? Clint, Doug, and Dodger fam. Thank you for checking in, Rebecca. We appreciate you guys. Coach Charlie's in the stream. Hustle through the struggle. 100 says, Munchie, Munchie Munchies. Uh, put together a really good series against these Giants. 
Max Muncy, hey, maximum pain he gives the Giants. You see what he's been able to do throughout his career. Heading into today, a 951 OPS against the Giants. Stephen B. Johnson doesn't own the Giants. It's Maxwell Muncy, and he hit his 21st home run against San Francisco. He sees that orange and black. He just sees red, and really one of the greatest Dodger moments in the last three seasons was go get it out of the ocean, and I think he almost looks at this series as a way to just kind of get back on track, and he had been through a little bit of a slump after really figuring things out and then he even said after last night's game made a little adjustment with his leg allowed him to barrel up balls you saw him hit home runs to both sides of the field opposite yeah. field and pulling home runs so I love what I'm seeing from Max Muncy and I think like I always said he's from Texas he's like that Texas barbecue sauce to this <laughs> Dodgers ribs when he's right, this offense is on a whole nother level. You can throw him in that cleanup spot, and we've seen he is one of the better postseason players, too. So I'm really excited about Max Muncy and the success that he's been able to have. I mean, that was a massive uh, a massive loss just before last year's postseason. You lose Max Muncy in the final game of the season, and that was uh, essentially proved to be insurmountable for these Dodgers. Sure, they, they beat the Giants. They beat those... 107 what they could proportions all those kind of words but you lose a slugger somebody that led your team in, in dong somebody that was leading you know among the lead leaders uh in rbi that's a that's a hard thing to uh get over but um yeah, yeah it's a great point coming, i mean i don't think coming back is big yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, everyone talked about the loss of Kershaw late last yep. year, the loss of Justin Turner during the postseason. Yeah. But Max Muncy losing him, <laughs> he has been... storm of everybody dying. <laughs> yeah, everyone. It was like I always say, it was like an episode of Squid Game. You know, you had Dodgers just dropping like flies towards the end of that season. But an 881 career postseason OPS for Max Muncy. You've seen the clutch hits throughout his postseason career. And they really miss him as a big key thumper yeah. in October. So it's great to see him healthy. Great to see him really kind of sustain this. Because I think think sometimes when players go through stretches where they slump for long periods of time looking at you Cody Bellinger when they do have a good game Bruh. when they do put things together people say wait not so fast or maybe Cody Bellinger draws a walk and you know all the Cody truthers out yeah. there he's back he's back but no like I always <laughs> say it takes more than one game to get into a slump it takes more game to get out of a slump and Max Muncy I think what I respect about him the most is He's a grinder, and he was even saying when he went out with that injury the first time that to, he had to get away from the cage. They had to pull yeah. him away from the cage. Yeah. He was doing too much, and I think just taking a little step back and literally a step back with that swing, and you're seeing it pay dividends. So as you can say, I mean, I'm not going to take a victory lap, but uh, I did give him a 9 on the return of the max scale that we did a couple of weeks ago. Right, Cody? That's what's up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm feeling good about Muncy. The big way. thing, the big thing with Max is that he he's continuing to now late in the season adjust. He's continuing to just make adjustments in the yeah. box, and that's something you mentioned, Cody Bellinger. Cody does not want to make any changes in the box, and we're seeing that. We're seeing that for weeks, months on end. It's the same swing. It's the same high hands. It's the same stance. It ain't working. It's it's producing the same results, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit and about Jay Hare, uh, our friend of the show, Jerry Harrison Ooh. Jr., ripping into Cody Bellinger last week. And you know what? I didn't hear say you know say for when he got into the sort of the game is different these days and all that, and and you know he, he kind of went in on a, a, a the modern day pitching or hitting coach, the guys who didn't play the game. It works. You can see that it works around the league, but we'll talk more about Cody in a little bit. I think Jerry nailed a number of things uh, in his monologue, and 
in his anger, his honest anger about Cody and what he's seeing out of him. Back into some of the comments here. Cody, another Cody checking in on YouTube saying, oh, yeah, DMAC is back. That's right. DMAC lives here. We bought this place just specifically for him. Yeah. Uh, Robert checking in over on Crazy. Facebook. What's the status on Tony Gonsolin? You want to give the fine people a little bit of a... Uh, Tony Smokes, Catman update? Well, really, Dave Roberts, he said the other day that he really hasn't made the progress that they had hoped that he would make. And it's starting to, I'm starting to have my doubts with Tony Gonson because we know how Dave Roberts, he does downplay injuries at times. I think when it comes to Tony Gonson, you look at the fact that yeah. he's already doubled his career high when it comes to innings pitched in a season. We know that cats have nine lives, but when you consider the pitch that he throws, the force you put on that split change on his yeah. arm, I'm just a little bit concerned. I want to get your take on that though because you've had some uh you, you know we've talked on the side a little bit about that yeah well no we don't talk we only wait for the cameras we do? We're not, okay we don't we're not actually All right. friends here <laughs> never mind no i mean the the split change the split finger fastball is a fastball that is going to predominantly put stress on the forearm right there in that that area that attaches to your elbow attaches all these these fine juicy ligaments and parts in your elbow and you got to keep that stiff arm through it to to get that action and he's got just nasty darting action on that splitter when yeah. it's right. So this is something we were concerned about for months, and we've been talking about it for months. Is all of the innings, are all of these innings going to backfire and come back to bite him in the ass, bite us in the ass come October? No, it turned out it was September, and that is a big concern. We'll talk more a little bit about that. I do want to dive into uh, the Dave Roberts way of not yeah. being exactly truthful. We got more on that a little bit For later sure. in the show. Sure. Um, I saw I saw a Max Scherzer comment in here. You like that, by the way? Max Scherzer. He's taking he's taking the fall off again. It looks like for them Mets. So glad we uh, glad we dodged that one. He said probably stupidly, but um, getting back into the game we saw today in the series with the Giants, second to last series, the Dodgers are going to be facing the Giants. Took two of three from the Giants. Homer happy series. It looks like he, uh, pretty much all of the scoring relied on the long ball for both teams. So you're concerned about all of the homers going out against Dodger pitching. Of course, most of those are off of the arm of Andrew Heaney, yeah. noted batting practice uh, pitching machine over there. But Muncie, again, nice series out of Muncie. He made those adjustments. Uh, great article in uh, Dodger Insider. And, and you could also read uh, some of the key quotes over on DodgersNation.com. Check it out. But uh, Muncie making those little bit of adjustments. You know, he saw something that changed from that step back that he's you know incorporated and you saw it again these last two games especially JT massive bomb in the heat today on Wednesday Freddie threw in a bomb off Logan Webb who notoriously the Dodgers say they say yeah, they that can. was definitely big you know, for sure hey, hey throwing an Austin Barnsey bomb in there because why not the Riverside he killer. crushed that bad boy is there a, seriously is there a better backup catcher in baseball right now it's tough he's to not, find one. He's not great, but he's yeah. doing his damn job. I think when you consider all the things he does, he go it goes beyond his statistics, right? I mean, what he's able to do from just kind of helping pitchers develop, trying to get them in great spots. You know the respect that this entire staff has for him as far as a game caller. And then they call him the captain. So when you got guys like Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, yeah. Freddie Freeman, they're calling their backup catcher the captain. They're rocking shirts that say have the C on it and have the yep. Austin Barnes. Yeah, he's Which a he crazy loves. eyes killer, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I think 
I think he is absolutely the best catcher in baseball, and I think that he's a guy that has a really galvanizing effect on this team, too. So I think yeah. when you consider that as well, and look, you just never know, too. I mean, sometimes goes through these slumps, and then he absolutely crushes one. So yeah. he's yeah. improved so much at the plate, thanks to Mookie Betts. Mookie gave him some <laughs> hitting tips a few years ago, and yeah. he really kind of fixed Austin Barnes. So, hey, man, Austin Powers, Austin 316. Game on the game. line. I got this question for you. Who do you want going up to the plate? You can only choose one. You can't choose death. Is it Austin Barnes or is it Cody Bellinger right now? Give me Cody Bellinger. You have to give me Cody. Cody Bellinger. Look, Dodger fans. Look, I am here. Everyone is kicking this man while he's down. Everyone's (laughs) kicking Cody Bellinger while he's down. And for good reason. You guys know I'm a devout belly ever. I also bring my facts to the fight. And the reality with Cody Bellinger is first three seasons, 27 to 2019, multi-time all-star wins the MVP wins the rookie of the year last three seasons with the injury and just not making the proper adjustments. He hasn't been the same player, but let's not forget save for Kirk Gibson's home run in game. One of the 1988 world series, the belly bomb, the atomic belly bomb off his teammate. Chris Martin is one of, if not the most iconic Dodgers home run in history. The Dodgers would not have won the 2020 world series without Cody Bellinger. If he doesn't steal, if he doesn't rob Fernando Tatis, Jr. of his lunch winning game two. There's a lot of value he brings to the the plate, to the field. But this is a what? uh, This isn't a uh, or this is a what have you done for me lately? No, if you don't, you can't go like, oh well, sorry, other team. You know, he was real good in 2019. So can you give us a few more runs tonight? Yeah. Well, the question was not, do I want to give him $200 million or $150 million or $15? It was Austin Barnes versus uh, uh, Cody Bellinger. And by uh, the way, Austin Barnes hitting 222, a couple more bombs, seven. 34 OPS on the season after a nice two hit game today. Yeah. Joey Gallo had himself a pretty decent little series. He got he got hit uh hit in the arm taken out of the game uh today, but big time three run bomb. Uh you like that he broke his bat. Broke his bat. Yeah. You like the pop. I mean the the kid has legitimate pop. Uh the hair looks good. The game looks good. He looks more locked in than Cody Bellinger. I mean I, I like I'm really enjoying uh, I think it was last night. There was actually a question asked in the post game. You know, the media asked Joey Gallo his thoughts on the struggles of Cody Bellinger, and and if that ain't if that ain't something, because this is Joey Joey Gallo was in the middle of a of a he had just come out of after that home run. He was in an O for nineteen slump of his own uh, of his own. Again, he hits the bomb, not earth shattering. Nice to have some pop in that lower third of the bat. But again, I I'm wondering now as we creep towards October. It really is crunch time on figuring out who's going to be in your in your even he seems to be reluctant. I'm I'm aware I'm going all over on on this subject here, but he seems to be reluctant to want to make any changes. He did last year because it was fight or flight. He had his his ass backed into a corner. He made the adjustments and he looked good in the postseason. What what do they do? What what do what do you do if you're running the team here? I mean, the saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. His is, it's broke, won't fix it. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> he hasn't reverted back to what was working for him in the 2021 postseason. That's why I was saying I've been saying that for the entire year. If you guys watch the post game show, you know that I have been a supporter of Cody Bellinger. But to me, what is is so confounding is the fact that he won't go back to what was working for him with the lower setup with the hands, more hands feet spread apart, looking, more yeah, athletic. He looked and, like an yeah. athletic player. I saw a side-by-side of the uh, – and sorry, guys, we're having some technical difficulties here as we as we get set up in the, the new uh, studio. But I saw a side-by-side of his swing versus 
you know, prime young Junior Griffey, and it was the same damn setup. It was the same damn swing, and this is Junior. If you can emulate Junior, you got that kind of talent. That was one of the big things Jerry Harrison was talking about. Is like this kid is so talented, he can still hit two hundred, not being in a position to hit the baseball. That's how good he is. Now, if he gets himself in a better position, in so many words, if he pulls his head out of his bong and <laughs> makes some damn changes to his stances, his approach, his, his life approach, maybe, just maybe, you can start running into some shit and, I, and you know, be an asset to this team again. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, the fact is there is some stubbornness when it comes to Cody Bellinger. There isn't the willingness like we've seen with a Max Muncy to make adjustments and try new things. But I just look, if you're if I'm a Dodger coaching staff and I'm Dave Roberts, I'm sitting Cody Bellinger down and I'm saying, hey, look at this game winning hit in game five of the NLDS. Look at this game tying home run that you hit against the Braves in the NLCS. Look at some of these Cody clutch moments. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go to this stance that was working for you? Because yeah. like I was telling you earlier, hitting under 180 on elevated fastballs, high velocity fastballs, you know that he struggles with a breaking ball away. And Cody Bellinger is really that one guy where in the same game, he looks like an MVP and then someone who's never played baseball for his entire yeah. life. So that to me is the Cody conundrum. It's tough to figure this yeah. guy out. And I just don't understand why he's doing it to himself. I was talking to some like hitting instructor and he was telling me about basically something about the rotation of the direction of his swing. Like he's not rotating properly yeah. and it just prevents him from just barreling up baseballs. Well, the, and the whole idea is you're supposed to keep the bat in the zone as long as you can. That bat is in there for a sliver of a damn microsecond against some nasty, some of the nastiest pitching you're going to see in baseball. So it's hard to connect on the ball, find some holes. I mean, one of the best things he did in 19 was infield hits, finding a way to just put the ball in, in weird spots and then releasing the bomba. But anyways, go ahead, continue your thought. I mean, I just think that, look, at this point, we this topic has pretty much been beaten to a dead horse because it's the <laughs> same story when it comes to Cody Bellinger. Three he just running. refuses. I don't know if you saw a few weeks ago, you saw him choke up on the bat a little bit. Yeah. It almost felt like he was watching Freddie Freeman. So I'm going to choke up a little bit and make some adjustments. But yeah, it just doesn't look right. It looks like he's a giraffe on skates out there sometimes blindfolded trying to swing at baseballs really he's just that. so upright and yeah it's just painful to see because i and that, that's why i'm not selling all my cody stock because i have to believe like we've talked about he's making 17 million dollars this season when it comes to arbitration you're never going to make less money he sees james you can't get me out man a guy's hitting multiple cycles and hitting game-winning home runs in the same week you know he kind of hears those footsteps and i think he's going to have to do what's right for cody bellinger's future and make those necessary adjustments to give himself a chance to have some success but i think there's a situation i don't know if you saw a few months ago i think it was written by our friend fabian Ardai of the Fabi. athletic yeah and he did a piece where where interviewed some of the Dodgers hitting coaches. Yeah, that was a, that was very enlightening. Very, that was the biggest glimpse Most. I've ever seen yeah. into Cody Bellinger's work ethic and kind of his approach. And they basically, in the nicest way possible, said the guy's not listening to everything we're saying. Guys are going to swing how they're going to swing. And I think Cody Bellinger, in his mind, still thinks he is an MVP at the plate. When in reality, he's not. If you look at his strikeout numbers, if you look at his walk numbers, it's not even that. It's the lack of hard contact. He's just not barreling up baseballs, and that's because the attack plan is out on him, and opposing pitches are executing on it. He's a shell of the player he was in 19. That player we saw in 19 is not the real Cody Bellinger. 
But this is also, I really hope, not the true version, not the real version of Cody Bellinger. Dave is going to keep running him out there. This we know, and that's... It's... it's there is the value of, of leaving the guys in there because how many times on this show or any of our, our Dodgers Nation YouTube channel show things, check it out, subscribe, tell grandma. How many times did we talk about when are they going to bench Muncie? When are they going to bench Muncie? Now we don't need to talk about that so much. Sure, there's some. there comes a point in time, maybe Cody figures it out. But right now, you got about exactly one month until the games are brand new, the the everybody's zero and zero and it means something and you could be done. You could be going home in, yeah. you know, two or three losses or whatever the hell. I don't know. I haven't even looked at how the stupid play- playoffs work, but yeah, you see you people know. saying, you know, Cody Benchinger, right? Like El Bencho for belly. And that I, sort I mean, of thing. I feel more comfortable by far with trace out there for sure. Just because he's going to give you a quality at bat. That kid is delivering quality, you know, QAB after QAB is what I'm going to call it right now because yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm trying to save yeah. uh, save some letters here, but shit, uh, give me Joey Gallo. Why not? Yeah, just do something different because Cody ain't doing it on four walks and and you know again like I mentioned, um, you know media asked uh, Joey Joey about you know Cody's struggles and he's like um, you know he's he's out there he's trying he's taking good swings he's taking his walks four walks ain't gonna win you a ring. And clearly right now I'm in ring territory because I said ring like 19 times last uh, last episode. So anyways, are the walks enough for you and Cody Bellinger getting some better than average defense? And I mean, look, it's not worth $17 million. Yes, he's still one of the oh, better. I fully, I'm, yeah. I'm fully aboard that he doesn't get a contract from the Dodgers. He's getting non-tender. But that's that's down the road. I'm looking right now at October. Like, are that's the walks the thing, enough that- to keep him in the lineup and that defense in the lineup over Gallo, over trace thompson if you're trying to go out and win a world series i think you need a nice stretch where you feel good about him at the plate yes he's not time is ticking and you're absolutely right on that and i think the cheat code for cody is like i said just find a way to be a little more productive and then doc he's going to go to his guys but doc has also used the word meritocracy a lot this season and it does feel like he's not going to be as loyal to some of these guys and the leash is going to be shorter but check this out last season it was a nightmare of a season for cody bellinger one of the worst seasons we've ever seen he had a 47 wrc plus in the regular season ends up with a 907 ops in the postseason this year an 80 wrc plus so that's why i'm just reluctant to sell all my stock because it just feels like it would be the most cody bellinger thing ever to just be terrible and then maybe when and then f around and throw a triple double out there thank you yeah, yeah like yeah, just gonna, okay. you, and then yeah. and then cody's just gonna catch fire Sports. when the dodgers need it the most so yeah that's what i'm i think though the difference this year is there's some more viable options behind cody bellinger yeah. and you have guys like trace thompson who has these very interesting reverse splits he had another double today joey gallo he's an above average bat with some serious pop and above average defense with the dodgers that is yeah. what he is so i definitely think that they want Cody Bellinger to be that guy because they've seen him produce and get it done for them in the postseason. <laughs> but I also think there's going to be a shorter leash on him. And yeah, look, I, like I said, when I go to the games, Mookie Betts, big cheers. Freddie Freeman, big cheers. When they announce Cody Bellinger's name in the starting cheers. lineup, it is a massive ovation. He's still one yeah, of the yeah. most popular he's, Dodgers. He's one of the guys. I mean, yeah. he's you know he's our he's our rookie of the year. He's our MVP. He's a guy you you battle for. You want him to be good, but at some point, if he's making everybody else have to work that much harder, or if he's bad at his job, and you're trying to you know 
Put another yeah. Put another title up there, another piece of Not metal up good. on the mantle. <laughs> yeah. He's got to help a little bit more. A few of the comments here. Good stuff from from Doug. Good stuff from me. I'll congratulate me. <laughs> but good stuff in the comments here. We got E. Smith saying, "I want to cuddle with Cody. Maybe that's what he needs." Pound for fa- uh, pound for, Cody love. for pound on YouTube saying, "Win the World Series and all is forgiven." Boomer Assassin saying, "Give Taylor and Cody a one way ticket to Juarez." <laughs> oh wow! So we want to bat him tenth. That's going to work. That's going to work. Yeah, I remember watching him in in the spring training first at bat. You can ask all my neighbors. Once I saw him revert to that stance, I was literally yelling, why? Why? Why did you go back to your old stance? I just don't understand it. And he told reporters right after the game, he said, it's a stance I've had success with in the past. I want an MVP. Yeah, he did. And then the league caught up to him. But it comes down to this. It's very simple. One, not only do you want to make the postseason roster, do you want to put on that Dodgers uniform in 2023? Because we are getting to that point with Cody Bellinger where there's other viable options. This this is a team that is going to need to have financial resources. We know they print money, but they're also smart with their money. And they're going to want to sign Trey Turner. They are going to be active in the market like they are every single season if they see a way to say hey we had 17 million plus allocated for this guy and now it could be off the books we also gave max muncie that extension we gave trying that little extension so hey man i think that uh cody's time in los angeles it could be coming to an end unless he figures things out that's just the harsh reality of this situation it's uh it's going to be coming to an end i can't see unless you know they find a way to work out like a two-year deal where it's a two and like two and twenty and and you know, but we're talking about Scott Boris. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah, that's the thing. Cody. Yeah, hopefully we go out and win another World Series. But uh, I don't know if you're gonna find a way to to work yourself into being tendered a contract in 23 with only four weeks left. Uh, another Cody in here on the stream said we should give Belly a T-ball stand and see if he improves. Hey, I'm down. Let it happen. I still think he's gonna go straight up or pop into the ground or somehow swing and a miss because you know. That's how it goes. Jason saying two years for eight million. I don't think he's gonna go that low, especially with uh, with old pal Scott Boris at the helm. He's not gonna take a loss that big of a loss on Cody. But at some point, if it comes down to he can only get a minor league deal. Uh, I don't know about that. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Yeah, some um, great comments here. We got Jason Bellinger needs to go play in the Mexican League with Jake Taylor from the Major League movie. Major League, best baseball movie of all time. I love that one. Bellinger, and here's another one that says, Nate, this is from Nathan over on YouTube. Cody is not listening to hitting coaches. He thinks he knows best. That does not fly with this organization. Yeah. I think that's a great point because this is an organization. What great do they comment. do? You play better when you're on the Dodgers. Just yeah. ask Joey Gallo. Just ask Trace Thompson. Cody Bellinger, it feels like he's not maximizing his potential yeah. despite all this elite coaching across it, the board. Uh, big time Puig energy. You know, Puig did a lot of the same like thing. Yeah. Like, I don't need your help. I'm good. I got here. Everybody else who comes to the Dodgers, man, these guys do it right. These guys really do it right. And, and I mean, front office has tried. You know, they, they gave him, you know, they, they hired Aaron Bates in the offseason to go work with him, you know, at Camelback to work on his swing. The changes 
they didn't do anything because he doesn't stick with them. He does. He just he does what he's going to do. Cody does what he's going to do. And you know, another thing that that Jay Hare talked about is is you know, oh, uh, I feel comfortable with that stance. It's like it's not about feeling comfortable. It's about uh, about production. And you know, sometimes you got to be yourself, be in an uncomfortable position to maximize athleticism, maximize the whip. Um, and 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 you know fire a swing a little bit better. See me me pro hitting coach. Um, but yeah, great comment there. Great comment. Moving on, the other big thing from this series, and I guess from the last what week and a half, two weeks, Kimbrelsa, great name, Greg Kimbrel. Let it go, baby. Let it go. All of a sudden, people are liking Craig Kimbrel again because, I mean. Yeah, he's gone like, what? He hasn't allowed a run in his last six outings. Yeah. Got lucky on one. But uh, the power of Disney compels him, man. Is he a Disney princess now? And, uh, you know, is it the power in Disney? You know, he's been perfect again. Perfect since changing that walk-up song. What were the thoughts on post-game last night? I mean, there's a lot of people, the let it go, Kimbrel era, this and that. But I think when it comes down to it, Craig Kimbrel, yes, he is having more success since he did go to that that entrance music. And I definitely think that the biggest takeaway is not, is there a mechanical change? Is his velocity increased? Is his breaking ball filthier? It's he actually does have some connection with the fan base at this point. Yeah. Before that, he didn't have it at good, all whatsoever. People were even, t- I had people in the chat, Clint, they were like, he's made me hate Guns N' Roses. And I'm a big GNR fan. That is what people were saying earlier in the year. And of course, sadly, I dubbed him Craig Crumble. Kind of feel a little bit about that. But this is the thing. Like I said, it's almost optimism becomes delusion. That's what I always say. And I think when it comes to Craig Kimbrell, if you look, the one start, it was in a against the Marlins when it all started. Uh, that was at a 10-3 win by the Dodgers. And then you saw what happened. I think he was he was misutilized, of course, in where they tried to make him go two innings where he came back, he had the clean inning, yeah, then he came back and had the right. walks. But the reality when it comes to Craig Kimbrell is the next time he blows the save, Dodger fans, they won't be letting it go, and they're going to want to let him go. Because before this whole craze, he was melting down faster than Olaf in the desert. So I think when it comes to Craig Kimbrell, I'm not sold on just the song changing things, but I do think that it at least you, there's a different demeanor and feel for him on the mound where it does feel yeah. like he's not as tight. I don't want to say he, he's let it go or anything, but he does feel like he's not as tight on the mound, and he has had better command in the bottom of the zone. That is what's yeah. key for Craig Kimbrell. Like our friend D-Train, soon to be on the show, D-Train, Dontrell Willis always says, live low and live long. And that's kind of the big key for Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Also, some of that glove side command where he's yanking the fastball up, and really that's just what it comes down to. But what are your takes? I mean, are you a big believer in this? Do you think that this is changing I mean, the game? It's been apparent for a while with with Craig that Craig that it was a <laughs> mental thing more than anything. Lie, if Craig. you're stiff, if you're uncomfortable, if you feel like you know there's forty thousand people mad dogging you every time you come in the game, you're not going to go out there. You're going to try to be fine, and you're going to yank a pitch. You know, Dave talked earlier in the season about him being too rotational. Um, I think that's that's kind of he's not an over the top kind of good mindset. You're not going to go out there and have a good time. There's look good, play good. There's also feel good, play good. Or you could throw that in there. And if he's looking good, or in this case, sounding good, uh, nailed this anecdote. But anyway, 
Uh, I forgot the guy's name. So we think about the, the, the that's what derailed that guys. That's what that was. That, that, <laughs> go ahead. That worked for go me. Ahead. I mean, um, yeah. He said, no, I look, think his wife pitched to your numbers. Go have fun. And again, he's looked a little bit better. Yeah, and a I lot think of it better. he's looked a lot of it better. Small There's, sample size. And baseball is weird like that, where you can make small changes. I was telling the fans last night on the postgame show, literally mm-hmm. we were having a conversation last year, and it was a serious conversation. It wasn't a joke. That if Cody Bellinger were to shave his hair, his everything would change for him, and it did. A 907 OPS in the postseason. So for baseball, this stuff yeah. kind of has an effect. Also, the lyrics of this song is perfect for a closer. Turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. I mean, it's so perfect for a closer. And if this works out, I think we should call him the frozen one. The frozen one comes out. <laughs> Idina Menzel. as a shirt. And yeah, and you know, forget Timmy Trumpet. Hey, frozen, Idina Menzel, greater than sign, Timmy Trumpet, and Narco. Look, give we me, raise you that. It's a great song. Give me that, that NLCS. I want Timmy oh Trumpet gosh. versus Elsa. Death, death battle. Let's go. Celebrity death match right there. That'd it's going to be, be a good time. Yeah, man. I think, look, I, I, like I said, the, at the end of the day, it definitely is a way to kind of just lighten the feelings with, uh, with Craig Cameron. Also, I don't think a lot of people even really realize this or even process this last year, but Kenley Jansen, Kenley Fornia Love, and I used to call it the Kenley Fornia Adventure, but California Love, you guys know, big-time Tupac fan, and that was to me. I mean, I, I just love. That was my favorite entrance. Right? I mean, the Are California you love for us too because I thought this was Doug's uh, out on bail for shit. No, I'm not gonna do it. But <laughs> I thought this was Doug's karaoke. No, no, Doug but, pool karaoke. But last year, I want to point out though, he actually changed his entrance song yep. from California Love to Two of America's Most Wanted, Snoop Dogg and Tupac. And I was saying that that was him telling fans that he wanted to go closer by committee because you had you know multiple people. But I think that. It, it definitely Conspiracy changed things. Theories with Doug, you know, it, it, it changed things around for him. Yeah, I mean, after that season, after the rough year start, you know, baseball people have done dumber things. You know, you got yeah. people wearing panties or wearing the same jock strap for, you know, all of their hitting streak or whatever. It's the dumbest thing in sports. Dumbest things in sports that make people good or make people just feel different or give them a different mindset or put them in a different mindset to go out and try a different approach or whatever. If it takes some freaking Disney music to make Craig Kimbrell good, I'm I'm down. If it takes Cody Bellinger some panties to be good, I'll send him mine. <laughs> wow. You hear that guys? Give us a drop Hot your take. address down the uh, down below in the comment section. Enough about uh those two guys. Let's talk about a bunch of guys and let's talk about uh potentially the postseason roster because there are a lot of questions. So this is our look ahead brought to you by the Dodgers nation app downloaded on iOS or the superior Android store. Now a little bit of postseason roster predictions. Again, we're about a month away from when the games count again, the ro- or I should note the roster goes down to 26 again, but there are of those 26 and I brought this up. You know, he's had two scoreless out and I think it's only two, but I, I literally have been saying on this show, for four months that he was going to rub some Jesus on it and fixed it. And he kind of said, stop just short of saying that. So that is a point for FRG there. But um, Bruce Dar, he's getting some good news that, you know, Dodgers got some good news on him. It looks like uh, the hope is he'll be back and he'll be able to get, uh, you know, a little bit of a run before the postseason. You got to feel good about Bruce Dar. Same with Yancey. Yancey, he's been out. Yancey Almani has been out for, uh, I think, a whole lot longer than anybody ever would have thought. Uh, pin that one. So we 
dive into Dave in a second. Yeah, but he's going to have to go out on a rehab assignment. It's probably going to be whatever, two, three games. Um, does he have enough runway? Like, did he have? Does he, did he build up enough stock to you to go right back into like like a prime setup role? I mean, it's almost not like quite like Edwin Rios early in the year because he obviously had a lot of success. He, along with Evan Phillips, he was the big reclamation project, yeah. the really big discovery, the breakthrough player for the Dodgers. But if you look at his numbers, he has a save this year, a 115 ERA, 328 FIP, a sub one whip. Strikeouts aren't crazy. And you look at those strikeout numbers for guys in the postseason mm -hmm. that can miss bass, that can come on with runners on base and get you big outs in those situations. And I do think it's going to be fully dependent on how he looks when when he comes back if he's electric and he's filthy i mean he's when he's on i mean he's nasty and yancy yeah. al money is a guy that can definitely have the he definitely has this stuff that plays up as a high leverage reliever and really in the postseason everyone's a high leverage reliever right yeah unless it's mop-up duty everyone's expected to come out there and get big outs in big situations but to answer your question i think it really comes down to like you said bruised our gradral another guy that's dealt with injuries this season yeah. but strikeouts are up walks are down he's only actually pitched four thirds innings since july 10th that's but a, no runs of concern and that's a massive concern and you got yeah. the elbow inflammation but like Tony Gonsolin, the MRI did come back clean. And it's just a matter of, you know, everything's okay. Just getting him back in there. And yeah. we saw what he was able to do in 2020. So he's got stuff that definitely plays up as well. But I'm kind of interested in some of the other guys. Because when you really start to list some of the guys that could be available, the Tommy Canleys. Yeah. The Victor Gonzalez's David Price with the wrist inflammation. He really had solidified himself in a role, but yeah, yeah. he was good. Yeah. Danny I, Duffy's out there. He's, he's throwing at triple a, I, I don't think we see very much out of Victor and out of Duffy. If Duffy gets, you know, does end up getting the call up. I don't think, uh, I don't think he has a chance. Maybe taxi squad. If he's able to get like four big league games in, but yeah, you got so many other dudes. You got enough left-handed options. I would still take David Price over Danny yeah, Duffy sure. if, if he's healthy healthy there. Talking about Tony Gonsolin, uh, you know, good news on the MRI front, but it seems like overall kind of bad news. Dave said, you know, they're, they're not at a point where uh, he's not as responding as well as they had hoped by this point. Um, and the concern is, can he build himself back up into – a starter's workload by the postseason. And I'm okay if he's not ready to go six innings, you know, in game two, game three of the postseason. He's definitely not going to be your postseason starter now, a game one starter. Um, but if he can get some innings in there, you know, be an opener, be a bulk guy to, to open a game, that's cool. You know, get him four innings, whatever it may be. But the, 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 uh, the concern I think both of you kind of um, – came to today is again dave's uh is a dishonesty with media on these updates because we go to trinan oh you know it's it's just a little shoulder thing it's a little shoulder thing it turns out it was a whole ass torn capsule in his shoulder which is a problem recommended surgery yeah, yeah. on that gonsolin oh yeah you know it's nothing big and then now it's going to be maybe three four weeks out uh in a good in a good situation yancy was only supposed to be a couple games now it's been about a month 
you know, how is bruised our dead? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what else? Tommy Canely, you know, jumped off a plane and forgot the parachute. What did, what, yeah. what are you hiding, David? Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> if, if Dave ever actually says you're injured, there's a good chance that you're in a body bag and you're already dead. Right. I mean, yeah. he's very cagey with his information. And I think when it comes to Tony Gonsolin, there is that fear. Like you said, the MRIs, they did come clean. He was able to resume a mm -hmm. throwing program of some sort, but I think the, it's not necessarily a concern. It's just more of a disappointment. And it always seems like when it comes to Tony Gonsolin, once we enter the postseason, there's something. I mean, there was the 16-day layoff yeah. in 2020. I mean, when you consider the year he had making his first All-Star game, really establishing himself as one of the better starters in this league, to have this happen to him late, I think it doesn't put him in the best position to succeed. But I also think that when it comes to Tony Gonson, he isn't a guy that's relying on velocity these days. I think yeah. I think Ryan Pepio, to kind of go on a little tangent, can take something out of Tony Gonson's book and whereas you can pitch to contact and be effective. And I think that as long as he comes back, has the feel for that splitty, has the ability to attack yeah. the zone, he can still be effective. But I just think that at this point in the season, there's a lot of guys that really feel like 50-50 when it comes to their injury situation. Yeah. And what we saw with Walker Bueller, where, hey, he's going to come back. And things might he's going to might, might yeah. come back yeah, at the, the bullpen. Is. Yeah, and then blindsided by a TJ. I just think that I'm really taking – when it comes to Doc, I take everything with the rock the size of the – a, a grain of salt the rock us uh, the size of the rock of gibraltar you know what i mean so crushed it um i'm just very uh <laughs> um I, when it comes to doc i just don't um i think when it comes down to it when yeah. i see them back on the mound that's when i believe it yeah no uh fully agree there some good comments here uh i saw one where where did you go sorry there's a whole bunch of comments appreciate you guys in the comments and and by the way uh noting again we are in a uh, in a new office here a new studio so if you guys want to help us decorate it, you know, let us know how you want to see some things back here. We still got a, a whole bunch to figure out. Uh, this is not what you will see next week. And it's probably you guys know how, how we do when we move offices. Have you been watching long enough? This is like our 57th studio, I think, you know. Amen. So for now, it's this. It's some bobbles. And of course, our friends over at uh, Jim Beam. But anyways, more of the more of the comments here. You guys drop in the comments. Let us know what you want to see. Uh, Rebecca had say uh, mm -hmm. she agrees about Dave with the injuries. You never really know what the extent of the injury is. And, you know, I get the gamesmanship of it, but also at the same time, like who's really going to take that much advantage of, hey, Blake Trinan might not make it back this yeah. year. Oh, man, everybody's going to be like, well, what's going on here? Let's uh, let's change everything. You know, we can. We can go get one guy and beat them or, or whatever it is. Um, beat them in, in July when it really matters. Uh, a couple That's more what comments. Michael says over here on Facebook. Injuries are a problem, but do you think Roberts feeds this info to media for a reason? Keep competition guessing, moving behind the scenes, buying time. I think when it comes to the Dodgers, they don't like to reveal anything. When the Dodgers yeah. make trades... <laughs> and you see guys out there tweeting certain things about knowing something. No, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't know Freddie Freeman was going to sign with the Braves. You didn't know someone who knew someone that knew someone that told you any information. This is one of the most tight-lipped organizations in all the professional sports, and I just don't think they basically want to put themselves out there for any of these things. And I also think they're also very optimistic as an organization. I think when yep. you're Dave Roberts, he's just such a glass half full, the cup is runneth over of this positive yep. stuff that he doesn't want to – to succumb to any injuries. And I like this. Everyone says Danny Duffy's going to go right to the IL. Yeah. Danny Duffy gave up two yesterday. Gave two Ace hits. of the IL. Yeah. I, to me, Danny Duffy, it's the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other and it's him and Kendrick Nunn, you know, like 
Are we ever going to see Danny Duffy? Yesterday gave up two hits, issued a walk, and allowed three runs in two-thirds of an inning for yeah. Oklahoma City. So yeah, Two, two yeah. of those runs were um, left on base, if I'm not mistaken. But still, yeah. you know, they pulled him after like 29 pitches. He's or, walking guys, hitting batters. I, to me, the Danny Duffy, like, come on now. Danny Hillary Duffy. <laughs> Matt, uh, Matty Man Five Dodge says uh, Dave d- thinks we don't deserve to know, and maybe that's an angle. Wow. I don't think it's necessarily him. I mean, it's definitely coming from front office, but you know, it'd be nice to have. Oh, a we got our boy Jeff more, Snyder in the comments. A little bit more uh, clarity on it. What's going on, Jeff? Jeff says I think it's more of a matter of principle for Dog. That's my information, and you don't need to know it. I think, yeah, he's a man of principle, and I think yeah. that it's more of a privacy thing for the players. I mean, you don't want to go into me with the club house and say oh man it looks bad it looks bad man you know you're not going to want to get to to really want to really want to keep things positive with the player himself so i yeah. think that they really trust the process when it comes to their injuries and just look at blake trying a great example i mean he took the other option and is now back on the mound and he looks like he's still going to be a dominant reliever so mm-hmm. i think this is a team that they don't always just go right to surgery they go plan yeah. a plan b plan c but, uh, yeah, Doc, give us some more info, man. <laughs> Our friend Cooper Neal, great artist. Go check him out on the Internet there. Uh, uh, our pitching staff is always getting injured, hoping everybody comes back healthy for the postseason. And if everybody comes back healthy for the postseason, guess what? You got a lot of issues and question marks. And, as Dave said the other day, tough, uh, tough conversations with some guys about postseason roster spots. So, hey, we went through all of that. Now it's time for postseason roster predictions I'm just going to run. I, I got nothing prepared for this. We're going to have some fun together. We know the guys that are going to be on it. If I think there's a question mark, uh, I'm going to throw to you on this one. So we're going to start with a question mark right off the bat. Yancy Almani, if he's healthy, is he on the postseason roster? I would say yes, but I also think it depends on the performance of some other guys and the health too. But yeah. I definitely, I would say you six, almost wonder about 70%. Like, you almost wonder about that yeah. long of a layoff. And if he can't get out there and prove himself over like five games, Maybe he's a taxi squad guy. I mean, I think he's he's better than a Phil Bickford, but like we say, the greatest ab- uh, ability is availability. Tyler Anderson, he's on the roster. Phil Bickford, again, it could be one of those guys. Justin Brule, not on the roster. Walker Bueller, hey, he's not on the roster. Danny Duffy, already let people know about that one. Not going to be on the roster. Caleb Ferguson, Tony Gonsolin, those guys will be on there. Tony, in some capacity, will be on the active postseason roster. Uh, Heath Embry, nah, fam. Andrew Heaney, we talked about this uh, last week, and then he went out and threw up an even worse stinker against the Giants. Um, it's not only at this point uh, is he pitching himself off of the the out of the starting rotation for October, is he potentially pitching himself off the roster completely? Because, and I know you just did a video on our YouTube channel, check it out, Dodger Nation TV. I know you just did a video about the the pitching staff and concerns with him and him being a homer you know, basically a home run machine. Oh, yeah. You can't have, you can't stash that in the bullpen. If you're going to have somebody coming in, who's given up, you know, 12 homers, a, a, you know, a nine or whatever the hell that number is for him it just feels that way. He's given up so many of late. Um, what do you do with Heaney? I mean, it's tough because I think whenever we get the information on Tony Gonsolin, is he going to be able mm-hmm. to be a starter or will it be a multi inning reliever in the postseason? Yeah. I think, that is going to be a guy that Heaney, if he's healthy, could you plug him in? If you look at his numbers, first couple th- times through the order, he can be effective. If you look against lefties, he can be effective. I think that his real kryptonite is allowing those home runs. Yep. And like I said, that is the last thing you want in the postseason. But also Case what you bombs. want. Yeah. No, Heaney heads. 
It's been a dark couple of weeks for us, okay? <laughs> uh, we've been supportive of him. There has been that negative regression to the mean that we all feared after yeah. allowing 29 home runs last season. But he also does miss bats. Like I said, you have a th- you have a three true outcome players on the offensive side. He's like a two true outcome pitcher, home runs or strikeouts. So he has been a strikeout machine. And, I mean, he's striking almost 40% of the batters that he's faced in his last four starts. It's just... To me, it's just fixing some command things. I mean, the reason why he's giving up home runs is because he's leaving too many fastballs out over the plate, some of these elevated fastballs, and you're not seeing as much of that sweeping slider as you were seeing earlier Mm -hmm. in the season with Andrew Heaney. So, yeah, Yeah. I think it is nut crunch time. I do think it's a situation where he's going to have to prove that he can go out there and be consistent and not serve up bombs because, like I'm saying, if Corey Seager... Had Heaney throwing balls to him, he probably would have been the home run derby champion this season. But uh, no, I think when it comes to the Heen dogs, um, it's a, it, it is definitely concerning. But like I said, he does some things that can really help a postseason bullpen. One yeah. can give you multiple innings. Two, he does miss bats. He is yeah. good against left-handed pitching. And then also, look, you need to look. The Dodgers, they're gonna you're gonna see some game threes of the NLCS in 2020 where they win by a big margin, hopefully. And hey, maybe you give them the bat, uh, give him a broom and a ball because he can be a mop-up guy <laughs> in that situation, right? Yeah, so, I mean, you gotta yeah. have a quality mop-up guy. And and you know, Alex Wood wasn't great in 20. Yeah, and he didn't have a whole lot of time to prove himself in 20 before heading into October. But he proved to be one of the most important arms for yeah. this team heading into October and, and en route to your favorite uh, World Series championship of all time in, in 20. So 2020, man. I think Heaney is on the roster. I think it's right now his biggest issue is it's it's fastball location, and he's throwing the fastball more, like you're saying. He's getting away from the nasty slider. I think he maybe he's trying to protect the shoulder. Maybe. I'm not uh, – I won't get too much into that, but – He's throwing the fastball more, and the whole idea with this pitch mix and that sequencing, it's fastball up, slider down and away. They tunnel perfectly, but if you're throwing the fastball middle-middle, it's going to be a bomba. That's just how it goes, and we're seeing Mo Bamba right now off of uh, Andrew Heaney. So we already talked about Hembry. He's not going to be a guy in there. Tommy Canely, uh... I don't know, man. If if the injuries fall the right way, I do not think he has, you know, earned a spot for this roster. You know, he has not earned a spot in the postseason. Kershaw, if he's healthy, hey, you know how he's starting game two, most likely. Craig, Craig Kimbrell, he's going to be there. Whether or not it's a closer, uh, as the closer, well, you know, we'll see how Elsa treats him um, over the next few weeks. Chris Martin, he's earned a spot there. Dustin May is definitely going to be a guy. Pepio, yeah. I don't think we see him in any capacity outside of as a taxi guy, Evan Phillips, possibly the best setup guy in all of baseball this year, David Price. I think he sneaks back on this roster because they don't trust and they haven't seen enough out of guys like Duffy or Victor Gonzalez. I mean, these are guys, you know, they're phantom dudes you've never seen in 2022. So why would you go to them? Blake Trinan, you hope the shoulder keeps holding up. Um, the velo's down a little bit. Julio is probably your game one starter, and, and Vessi as a unit, he's being in there. Austin, Will Smith, they're on the roster. Hanser, you know, we talked a little bit last week, I think we did, about whether or not, and I, yeah, actually we did, and I know you also put out a, a dugout about it. Could the call-up of Miguel Vargas potentially be, you know, a, a sign of writing on the wall for Hanser? Like, hey, your bat's not good enough. 
You're your great regular season player. We love what you do in the clubhouse. You can stay on the bench in the postseason, but we're going to go with this guy that could possibly, you know, get some hits out there and do something different. Uh, do you think Hanser is is relatively safe in October? I think when it comes to Hanser Alberto, I think he's safe for now because I think when it came to Miguel Vargas, you know why they wanted to bring him up? One, to get experience, and mm -hmm. two, to spell guys. Justin yeah. Turner and Max Muncy and hopefully Freddie Freeman, if they could ever get him off the field. I think they're going to have to bring security out there. You have to put barbed it's wire around first now, base. Games. Yeah. So. And also play some left field. But I think for him, he was going to really have to set the world light the world on fire to have a chance i mean he's yeah. three for 17 one extra base hit and he, he just look doesn't look like he's ready especially for the postseason we saw in 2015 Corey seager some of these the call-ups where he comes up yeah. and even gavin lux in 2019 where they have a little more success and i think miguel vargas he absolutely is the future but i don't think this is the season i think hanser alberto is a guy i mean when mookie bets it just two days ago talks about how important he is yeah. to your team Called as him, a glue guy. Yeah, one of the biggest catalysts on the team. You got, yeah. you can't take him out. And, and sure, I'm sure Hanser would be fine being a dude on the bench off the roster. I think he loves these dudes so much he'll still play his role. He's not going to be getting starts or very many innings in the postseason anyway. It's more of a, you know, it's an FU. Like, like you know, yeah. I, 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 it never came out. And I don't know if it's true. It feels to me like... You know, Dylan Floro, after winning the World Series, requested a trade, and that's how we ended up going out and getting Alex Vesia. But he was pissed after being left off that NLDS roster. So yeah. there's those little things. You leave Hanser off. I think he he'll be fine with it. But um, that's that's a tangent for this segment. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I think for Hanser Alberto too. He still has a defined role on this team. Yeah. And look, they sign him for his bat to ball skills. They sign him <laughs> for his ability to be a lights out reliever. I mean, eight appearances on the season. And yeah, he's been fantastic. I'm going to tell my kids uh, he's Mariano Rivera, right? I mean, one of the best closers of all time. But I do the think there is something to be said about a guy. We saw, you know, a Kike Hernandez type, a guy that really keeps everyone loose yeah, in that dugout. 100%. It'd be just kind of weird at this point when you consider the fact that if you're doing, you know, like a one hour highlight of this team, it's like, all the dugout shots yeah. of Hanser Alberto and everyone having fun. Yeah. And then in the postseason, then it's all business since winning a World Series. I think that they realize it's, that there's so much talent on this team, too, with the DH. You're not really looking for him to be that impact bat. I still think he's fine. I wish he was better offensively because then I wouldn't have to have this conversation. Listen, he's doing his job. He's being fine. Yeah. That's all he needs to do. He does. If he was better, he'd be a starter and he probably wouldn't be in L.A. But that's just... That's the way it is. He's playing his role. He's playing his role better than what it should be because he has been that guy who, who brings levity to the club, brings some some fun to the, the the clubhouse and into the dugout. And you know what? He goes out there and, and helps the team in any way he can. So I have a question for you. Yes. Okay. One the out. Is yes. You need to you need to get the save. Russell Martin. Russell Martin or Hansel Alberto. Russell you Martin. and Russell Martin. Russell Martin. Nasty. The nasty. Cheddar's He's nasty. my boy. I mean, the Cheddar's nasty. He's and, got some and real you wheel know wheel. he can he could ride that ninety four yeah. up in the zone if he wants. For sure. Little dude should pull a college represent pitcher there I don't know. as a kid. The way Hanser paints that corner with that sixty eight mile per hour, not so fastball, the unknown ball. The that's unknown. a myth around baseball. Who is it? Will Will or Austin hates that pitch. I forgot Austin. who it is. Austin hates that pitch. Not it's a great it. pitch. By the way, this guy over here did a great breakdown of, of Hanser's uh, latest relief outing. Check it out. It is just absolute gold. Uh, we're going to have it up on DodgersNation.com uh, this week as well. So that's the Hanser stuff. It sounds like you guys, both of us are in agreement. He's going to be 
on the roster. Uh, people loving, by the way, people loving the the uh, the Russell Martin shout out here on the show because everybody loves Russ. He's my boy. Guys, got paws like a damn goat. Is that a thing? Smart as a beast. It's totally not a thing, right? All right, <laughs> cut, cut. Freddie Freeman, you think he's gonna be on the roster? I think it's a solid chance. All right, all right, we'll see. We'll talk Fred to his hot a- talk to his agent about that. Ooh, wow. Gavin Lux, he's dealing with the neck thing. I had somebody uh, text me yesterday. It's like, hey, is, is Gavin like? Is he in the doghouse? I'm like, no, he's, he's hurt. He had this his annual neck issue, but he'll be fine. He'll be back in there. And I think you really are seeing the um, the absence. You're feeling the absence of Gavin Lux in this lineup, which is something you never really thought yeah. you were going to say after the last couple of years. Max Muncy, yeah. He's on the roster. Trey Turner, yeah, he's on the roster. T- Justin Turner, if he's healthy, he's on the roster. Miguel Vargas, it sounds like there's a spot for one. Him or Hanser, we're going Hanser. No Miggy Vargas. Are we counting the numbers, how many guys we've said? Because I don't think we are. But that's just, uh, you know, part of the fun. Cody, he's going to be on the roster. And that's unfortunate. But it's also the right play. Hopefully it's also what you consider, too. CT3 struggling. Yeah. It's not like CT. you can go out there and say, oh, he's going to provide a better bat of course we had Oct taylor last season yeah you can platoon guys but still i think they're yeah. gonna go with cody i just don't think the leash is gonna be as long as it has been years past i hope not i yeah. hope not we've seen we've seen dave change in the postseason we've seen him become a different kind of manager in the postseason and i hope he extends what he what he did in 20 with relievers hope he extends that to starters uh on the field line guys in the lineup and whatever because you know yeah you could stash cody Bellinger batting ninth as much as you want, but uh, if you're able to get, you know, how good Gavin Lux was to start the season in that nine hole, if you're able to extend the lineup enough for Gavin Lux to somehow batting ninth, then that is a leaps and bounds better lineup. Mookie's in the yeah. line uh, on the roster. Joey Gallo's on the roster. James Outman. A lot of people would love to see him on the roster. He's not going to be there. Chris Taylor. It's one of Dave's guys. He's not going anywhere. All the strikeouts be damned. Trace Thompson arguably should be starting, but he's going to be in there. And and there's there's what your roster looks like. I don't know if that was 26 dudes because there's 28 guys active, so they're going to have to drop a couple of guys, and it's going to be fringe arms. And and really, the changes you're going to see, you're going to have to worry about. Um, yeah, I think going back to Trace in yeah. is is, is uh, in the bullpen. Yeah, I mean the only guy that really interests me out of the bullpen as one of these injured players that could come back and have an impact is Tommy Canley. Appeared on back to back games for the first time. Between those two outings, retired all six batters on just 18 pitches. So yeah. he's been effective. And I think early on, you started to see how tough it is to come back from Tommy John surgery and get that feel back, get your rhythm back. So he's one of the only guys. Victor Gonzalez, I tend to agree with you on that one. He's also looking good mm-hmm. in his rehab appearances through a couple scoreless rehab innings yep. yesterday out of the bullpen. But yeah, Trace Thompson, he's the feel-good story of the year in Major League Baseball, definitely for the Dodgers. It's Thompson tough. I cannot wait for the 30 for 30 where (laughs) where you have Clay Thompson coming back from the Achilles and all the ACL to win a championship. (laughs) And then this year, Trace Thompson hitting the game winning home run in game seven of the World Series. It's just going to be chills. Good storytelling. right? I mean, you're talking about Frozen and Disney. There's the Disney movie right there. It's about Trace Thompson. Got a guy. But I will say to you, um, I, I want your opinion on this, though. Don't you think like there is this cult falling with Trace Thompson? Yes, if you know his splits, the interesting thing is the fact that he has a 605 OPS versus lefties and a 1056 OPS versus righties. But don't you think the fact that he's there is going to really hurt maybe Cody Bellinger and some of these guys? Because as soon as they struggle early on the postseason, yeah. 
everyone's going to be calling for Trace Thompson to start. And I do think for all you guys that want to knock Cody Bellinger, hey, if he doesn't run into Mookie Betts and break those McRibs, there is no Trace Thompson yeah. on the Dodgers. So hashtag Thompson tough, a 31-year-old <laughs> major leaguer, probably getting paid $15 million a year from his brother, but still to have the perseverance to come back. Mm -hmm. It's a great story. Padres, you gave up on our boy and he's thriving in LA. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a very happy boy. Uh, quick question for you. And then we got to get out of here real soon. So quick question, final thoughts, and then we're out, oh, man. Who is your postseason X factor as of today? We'll probably do this exercise again, you know, just before the playoffs actually start, but who's your X factor? Easily Dustin May. There's no Good question call. about Same it. Same for me. Oh, is it saying for you? I'll change yeah. it up then. No, you're I good. Would, they already know. Oh, okay. Oh, they do. I would say <laughs> this easy, is live. For me, when it comes to Dustin May, you saw the dominance in his first start. You saw him elevate that four-seam fastball. He has this stuff that misses bats, that plays up in the postseason. I like to see what he did with his curveball in his last start, mm -hmm. but you also saw lots of walks you also saw him hit a guy some home you know i think the thing with dustin may is if he looks like the guy we saw in his first start against the marlins it's going to be a difference maker but also i know it sounds a little crazy but clayton kershaw i really think clayton kershaw the injuries that he's dealt with some of the successes and failures in previous postseasons like past if he's that guy that we saw in the 2020 postseason where of course, it was a shortened season, but he had a lot of gas in the tank. But we also saw in 2019, he was leaking oil, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's also using a bad spot. We won't get too much into that. But if he can be a true number one starter and a true ace, a frontline guy. He doesn't need to be, but if he can but be, if he that's can, even better. Yeah. You got your, you got no, your Uri ace. You got your Uri ace with Julio Urias, and you got your King Kirsch. You got yeah. an ace and a king and, to front that rotation. And we know, hands down, healthy Kirsch can still get it done. This has been a great age 34 season um there's not anything that really says he can't strike out big leaguer uh big league hitters you know he can't he can't get outs at the highest level against the best teams in baseball he still can do it uh, father time doesn't touch him the only thing that touches him is is father injury or mother yeah, injury whoever sure. you know whoever that that may be but good stuff i really like the the kershaw pull there great comment here i'm gonna call this a, a comment of the day even though we don't do that on this show maddie maddie man Bart five did. dodge says uh so cody's worth so that's cody's worth he broke mookie's ribs <laughs> jesus i'm just trying to look at the michelada half full here guys okay Listen, hey he, he's the only guy i think that defended uh russell Turlock westbrook missed. for like what all of last season still so i'm just saying looks like we're you, gonna run you, it back la you, you hold on to your Russ dogs. And Pat Bevin. i'm just saying you you hold on to your dogs and also um there was cody cody uh simmental says dmac so you're the x factor post game and you got a lot of post games Jeez. coming up in october hey. hopefully hopefully uh you know. i think mark pry can get 13 get the best wins. Out of me. I think Mark Pryor can get a couple outs out of me. Give me Mark Pryor. That would be his ultimate test. If you can get a couple outs from me, we'll get you in the, in the field too. But uh, yeah. Final thoughts uh, before we get out of here. Please appreciate you guys. Uh, says, Doug has two bookings for an Uber on the way. Jeez. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us for the show. My final thoughts presented by our friends at Hornitos. You could see we got some yummy Hornitos here. So uh, Doug's going to pound one of these bottles uh responsibly and then uber his ass on home but i don't know uh, i i didn't prep this very well but i just really loved i'm, I'm just gonna tell people google foodini on the internet because that was uh fantastic that was some great fate oh that's right you put some uh you put some totally put some booze in there didn't you yeah i, I thought he was just going like glug 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 <laughs> like that's some, that's some phenomenal acting over there foodini so 
Uh, you know, obviously, we usually don't try to uh, uh, promote tomfoolery and dumbassery at Dodger Stadium, but my dude here, my foo, gone wild at Dodger Stadium because there's a video where this this guy is is uh, he's being escorted out by security because maybe he had a few too many uh, Estrellas, and uh, <laughs> you got to see the video. It's phenomenal. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Uh, he lets security get a, a beat ahead of him, and then he just pops off his hat and sits down in a seat, and he starts clapping. That was that was almost as good acting uh, as no, as you drinking out of your fake drink. Instant there. classic. Instant classic. Foodini. One of the greatest things. Foodini, like Houdini, but the dude's a foo, and that was great. And that is my final thought. I just really wanted to make sure you guys saw that video and and appreciate that copy. Because that social copy is so simple, so elegant, so perfect, just like a fine Hornitos Paloma, which you can get at Dodger Stadium, and that's what I plan on having the next time I get out to Dodger Stadium. So cheers to you, my friend. Another fine show here at DNHQ, DNHQ New, where we'll be at. So again, drop uh, into our DMs or whatever. Hit up Doug. Let him know what you want to put up on the wall here at DNHQ. We got a lot of stuff. We might have to have a yard sale at some point. We might be selling producer Cody as well. So there's our one final shot. May the Dodgers stay healthy and may we all win all the games. May you guys stay healthy, happy, and go on. Enjoy yourself. That Paloma, like I said, when you're at Dodger Stadium, find Blue Heaven on the internet, on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We're there. Go download us. Uh, go leave some nice reviews, 100-star reviews. Find us on the internet, DodgersNation.com. That's the thing that keeps lights on here for the most part. So... Read our stuff. We do our best. Subscribe to YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell. Hit the like. Uh, leave a comment. Tell us what you guys want to see and other things. Uh, my name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That is DMAC underscore LA, Twitter and Instagram. Great follow right there. Me, not so much. I gave up on the internet. But thank you guys for hanging out with what? us. And we're going to actually see you next Monday this time because there's no holiday and there's, well, if the studio doesn't burn down, it's pretty hot, but okay. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home.